Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. Welcome to Episode 1, Season 2 of Audaciously Unpopular. I'm glad that you are here with me today. Ecclesiastes 3 says, There is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every event under heaven, a time to give birth and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to shun from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up is lost, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear apart and a time to sew together, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. Things are constantly changing. Nothing in this life ever stays the same. That was part of our topic yesterday morning in Children's Church. We were talking about scary things, and of course we began with scary things like spiders and snakes and storms, and then we got to talking about how new things can be scary. Going to a new school, going to a new job, meeting new people, trying a new church, going in and stepping into a role in ministry that you've never been in before, trying new things, maybe a new food or new activity that you, you're not really sure what to do here or how this is going to turn out can be really scary. The bad news is that new things are going to constantly come up. Nothing in this world stays the same, and we're constantly going to be faced with new things, things that are out of the comfort zone, things that are not familiar to us. And I think the scariest thing about these new things is simply the fact that we don't know what's going to happen. When we approach the unknown, there's so many ifs. There's so many what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if they say this about me? What if they don't like this? We have so many what ifs. When we face a tomorrow, and every tomorrow is something new, we don't know what's going to happen yet. And if we focus on that by itself, it can get really scary. It can get very overwhelming because everything changes. The newness doesn't stop. Like, look back over your life. Even if in this moment you're like, I'm pretty familiar with my surroundings. I'm settled into my job and, and my family hasn't changed. Nobody's gotten married or died or anything lately. Like, everything's been pretty chill. So I'm, I'm good. So even if you're not in this moment experiencing change, you can look ahead of you or you can look behind you and you can see change. Maybe it's on the horizon. Maybe it's coming soon. Or maybe you've just experienced it and you're coming out of a season and you're like just starting to settle in to that new relationship or that new job or maybe that new church. But it's not going to stay that way forever. That's the thing. Even when we get comfortable, we can we know it's not going to stay that way forever. Countries change. Policies change. Leaderships change. Government changes. Even our own thought process changes. We don't stay the same. We grow older. We learn things. Experience changes us. Everything changes. We get new coworkers. We get a new boss. We go into situations we've never been in before. And we start freaking out. Because what's going to happen? What if I don't do it right? What if they don't like me? 
What if I can't do this? What am I getting myself into? There's so many reasons to feel nervous, to feel trepidation even, until you look at the scripture and until you're reminded of who walks beside you. So how is it that we can look at new things? What am I talking about? Go to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Jesus is talking. And he says, For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today, and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not more, much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry then, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need all of all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Jesus is taking the time in this moment to address the fact that we are all prone to worry. We're prone to look ahead into the unknown and go, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? Is this going to be enough? Is this going to, am, am, am I going to provide for my family enough? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to navigate this new relationship and this new job and this new atf- atmosphere? He, he knew, he knew us and he knew we were prone to worry about these things. And so he takes the time to say, Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the new things. Because if God takes the time that he does to make sure that the lilies look like they look and to make sure the birds have food, how much more is he going to take care of us? It's about knowing who he is. Before we can develop a trust in him, we have to know this person that we're trusting. We have to know that he is trustworthy. So if you're facing new things, I want you to keep listening. In Matthew chapter 7, just just one chapter later, Jesus is still reminding us and still teaching us how good of a father that we have. And he says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him. Jesus is not saying that y'all that that we are wicked, but he said in comparison Our goodness in comparison to God's goodness is like wickedness. So even if we have such a limited view of what is good, we would still give our children the things that are good. We would still provide for them and look out for them. And so Jesus is saying, how much more does your heavenly father know what you need? And how much more is he willing to give you what is good? In Psalm chapter 84, verse 11, it says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. 
Now, this is where the unpopular part of the podcast comes in because I've heard that verse used in a way that says you can ask for anything you want and God will give it to you. Here's the thing. It says no good thing does he withhold. That good thing is by his estimation and his standard, not ours. Sometimes we look at our life and we look at what's ahead of us and we let we want things to happen a certain way. We want that certain job or we want that certain relationship to work out and then it doesn't. We want the weather to cooperate so that I can do a certain thing on a certain day. I want to get off from my work so that I can go do this event or whatever the thing may be. And we pray about it. And sometimes it doesn't work out the way that we wanted it to. And we're disappointed. And then we're, uh, it says he wouldn't withhold any good thing. Not that was a good thing. There was nothing wrong with that. But maybe it wasn't the best thing or maybe he's just keeping something better for you or maybe he's keeping you from something that you can't see because we can't see the whole picture like he can we're bound by time to the degree that we don't know what's happening next and that's why the new things are scary but he is already there where the new things have already happened he knows what's going to happen in your tomorrow he knows what's going to happen in in your future when things change yet again he's already there so we can trust because he is faithful. Hebrews 13, 8 says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is the person that we put our trust in when we're facing new situations and we're scared and we're caught in that spiral of what ifs. It's this person who clothes the lilies of the field, who will give us good things and will not withhold good things. Not good things by our standard, but good things by his because he can see the whole picture. The kids' new Bible verse for the month is Psalms 56, verse 3. And I'm also going to read verse 4 with it. It says, When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Verse 4, In God, whose word I praise, in God I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can mere men do to me? When everything around me is shaky and everything is changing, I will put my trust in God. And when I have established that I know who he is, I know his character is unchanging. I know from the word of God that he is faithful, that he is good, that he is perfect in all of his ways, that he is just, and he is kind. He is so kind. And when I know that about him, then it becomes easier in these circumstances to put my focus on him and to trust in him that he's got me even here. Even when I don't know the decision that I need to make, even when I don't know what's going to happen next, I can put my trust in a God who already sees the ending from the beginning. He knows. So whatever you're facing and whatever you might be looking at, looking ahead, God is already there. Take comfort. He already knows who you're going to talk to. He already knows the conversation. He already knows every detail about their lives. He knows how they're going to respond to you. He knows what ministry calling is ahead of you and and the people that you're going to encounter and the the things that you're going to need to be equipped to do he knows how it's going to stretch you and how it's going to grow you because he's not he's going to take advantage of the change he's never going to leave you where he found you he's going to take advantage of the changes that we face every single day to make us more and more and more and more like him because he's just that good and he's just that faithful. So take courage, my friend. He knows what's ahead. 